and welcome to the DFB podcast. I am AJ Wolf from the DisneyFoodBlog.com, and I'm here with my co-host Brad Johnson from WDWForGrownups.com. Hello, everyone. There he is. <laughs> I say that every time. There he is. Congratulations. <laughs> so this is episode three of the DFB podcast. We thank you for listening to episodes one and two, and we hope you're excited about number three. AJ just assumes you've listened to episodes one and two. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Who would skip those? In fact, I was thinking that we They're should probably in series. Make, I feel like we should have made this episode a retrospective of the best moments from episodes one and two. <laughs> yeah. But AJ didn't like that idea. So instead, we it just would have been so long because really the best moments it's are really, the whole. You just have to play the whole, the whole of episode that's one right. and two. You'd have to play both of them in order and it would just take too long because they're just jam packed with Disney But then we would have magic. been sure that you had listened to episodes one and two before True. episode three. So instead, today on the DFB podcast, <laughs> we will be doing the following. Uh, first, we are going to talk about the news. We've got lots of exciting news for you. Second, we're going to dive into character meals, but more specifically, we're going to dive into character meals that are not buffets. After that, we're going to take a few reader questions, and then we are going to do trivia. Trivia! I always like to give AJ an opportunity to make some kind of sound effect for trivia. <laughs> and that, I think, will pretty much do us, unless you have any secret surprises in store for us, AJ. I have no surprises. Here. It's all on the table. It's all. We, we, we play with our cards face up here at the DFB All podcast. the cards on the table, but we do not gamble. We are not toying with you. So here we go with the number three episode of the DFB podcast. Alrighty, we're going to start out with some Disney food news. I know we got a lot going on. Brad, what's on the docket? Well, I thought we'd start off with some very exciting news. Ooh. Possibly the most exciting news ever. Definitely the most exciting news of 2012. Sounds awesome. It is the DFB Guide to Disney World Dining 2012 edition has been released by that kooky lady named A.J. Wolf. <laughs> So I have read through this book. It is great. It is. It was great last year, and it's even better this year. I think you've done yourself proud, AJ. So for those of you who are looking to maybe get some great tips on how to do your dining at Disney World, this is the book for you. Hey, Brad, how many pages does that book have? That page, that <laughs> <laughs> You caught me off guard with that question, but it's a good question. See, I said no surprises, but I got gotcha. you. That's right. There are over 300 pages in the DFB Guide to Disney World Dining 2012 edition. There, Did you have any other questions there, about the book, AJ? There are over 310 pages. There are, in fact, as I was going to say, there's over 310 pages. Any other questions about this great product, AJ? <laughs> no. no, that's it? You, you didn't want to know about the brand new section on snacks? Ooh, I would like to hear about that. Well, there's a brand new section on snacks. Shazam. Shazam, with lots of the great photography that had made the DFB guides famous. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, All where, right can I, where can I get this tome? Well, why don't you go to dfbguide.com and click on the download button and buy it right away. And can I get a discount? You can, in fact, for a few more days anyway, I think. Yep. I don't want to speak too much for you, but I think that you, in fact, are still offering a $4 discount, right? That's right. With code 2012. Brad didn't know the code. I didn't know the code. <laughs> code 2012 to get $4 off of that DFP guide. Okay, next news item. Next news item. Very exciting stuff for Disneylanders that you can now make reservations using email instead of 
telegraph as you used to always have to use. <laughs> That's right. Instead of your Morse code. That's right. Do, 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 do. For those tired of having to do cumbersome Morse code, you can now send emails to make your reservations. Yep. So it's still you still got to do it 60 days in advance or less. You can't do it six months out like, like Disney World. But you can email dine at Disneyland.com with your uh, – with a, it's actually a bunch of information. Go ahead to the blog and check out the stuff that you need to send to them. Uh, but it's – it's uh, at least it's online. In Disney World news, we've got a new exciting addition to the Italy Pavilion, correct? Yes. Tutto gusto. It's my favorite kind of tutto. <laughs> the gusto kind. <laughs> the gusto kind of tutto. This is a new, they're calling it a wine bar, but it seats 96 people and and it's on the Disney dining plan. So I'm thinking you can probably, you can, you can make a meal out of it. You, yeah, it's going to be like small plates and there are some entrees and stuff. So I'm thinking it's going to be more like a smaller table service location in Italy. So Italy now has three table service locations and no counter service unless you're there doing a very busy time. In more Disney World news, we also have more information about Art of Animation and its food there, correct? We do. Tell me about it, AJ. (laughs) Over at Art of Animation, which is the newest Disney resort, uh, it's across the bridge from Pop Century. They have something called the Landscape of Flavors, dot, 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 or like Landscape, dot, 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 of flavors. I, you know... (laughs) Is it, they've got is that to compete with the wave of flavors the wave of american flavors yeah. i think it's i think it's just like that are or, all the disney world Gico, restaurants going Gico to dot 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 the cooking place yeah <laughs> ellipses are making a real come up i mean in uh disney they're all over the place names. in disney restaurant names but anyway this this will be a food court like none you have ever seen before brad it will include tandoori <laughs> I have to tell you, I've seen quite a few food courts in my day. <laughs> Brad's giggling you may at be this. surprised by the kind of experience I have with food courts. No, but this will be unlike anything you've ever seen in in the world of Disney. It has tandoor ovens, where they where they will be making tandoori chicken and shrimp and vegetables, and uh, they also have gelato there. They will have smoothies and and coffee drinks and. Good heavens. It's it's just a, it's it's really it's a landscape of flavors. That sounds exciting. In fact, yeah. it sounds like nothing I've ever seen before. Like I said. And we failed to mention when both of those places open. So, AJ, when do those two places open? Oh, good. Good catch. Uh, Tuto Gusto opens in early May and um, Art of Animation Landscape of Flavors will open in late May. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And then finally, we have more exciting news about the Food and Wine Festival. Yes? Well, the Food and Wine Festival 2012 starts on September 28th, and we're already starting to get information about the Eat to the Beat concerts, which is this, which is the beginning of the Food and Wine Festival information. So it's starting to trickle in. So we've been sleuthing on band tour tour date sites and finding them, but we, do, we are starting to gather some of that information. We also have a signature dinner at Raglan Road on October 4th. So just get ready because we're starting we're starting to get the information out. But you can go to uh, you go to our website, click on the Epcot Food and Wine Festival on the sidebar on uh, DisneyFoodBlog.com and and start start checking out the info. I'm excited. Exciting. So that brings us to the end of our news, and now we are going to dive into more very exciting DFB podcast information. Here we go. There's no 
So when you're eating at Disney World, there are a lot of situations where a buffet is just very convenient. You get to sit down and start eating immediately. You can get right to it. And there, there's a lot of advantages. You can eat anything you want off the buffet. If you have picky eaters, yay. Yep. There's just lots of advantages to eating buffets. But sometimes you want a character meal, but you just don't really want a buffet. Sometimes you don't want a buffet. Frankly, recently I haven't wanted a buffet very often. But even let's let, even if you're in, you know, don't have a fundamental opposition to uh, to buffets, there are some advantages to avoiding them as well. Fundamental opposition to buffets. Yes, that's right. I've I wouldn't say it's fundamental because it has been just kind I of a fundamentally mood. opposed. That's right. But some of the advantages to not being a buffet are, if, for example, if you are let's say a single parent that you have handling multiple children at once, it's definitely a lot easier to just be have the food brought to you than rather to have to marshal a couple of kids up to the up to the front yep any other advantages to non-buffet meals you know they're they're just a lot less hectic a lot of the time um you you know that is great if you don't have to bring a bunch of kids up there well to me the biggest advantage of them is that you don't have to watch other people's kids putting their fingers in the pudding but you know that's or your own kids or your own kids you really don't want that as a general rule i prefer my pudding fingerless so but i think you know i think a lot of times people think all right i'm gonna go to a character meal it has to be a buffet not true Yep. Not the case. There's lots of options that are non-buffet options that you can just sit back, relax, get off your feet, chill out a little bit, and let them, you know, let them bring the food to you. Don't don't That's wrangle right. wrangle the kids and go up to the buffet. Just just you know, chill out and sit back. Sit back and let the food come to you. So where is the first place that you can think of? I'm not going to say anything about me being lazy, and that's why I like these. <laughs> that's right. It's not that I'm lazy. It's just that I don't like to move. I don't like to move sometimes. <laughs> You've been moving all day in the park. That's so right. You get plenty anymore. of moving in while you're in Disney World. That's right. So let's go through some of these places and talk about them. Okay. Where Are we going to Disneyland or Disney World first? Um, let's go to Disney World first. Okay, so one that always pops into my mind in Disney World is Cinderella's Royal Table, which is the only way you get to eat in that big old blue and white castle. And really, it seems like a waste to have a big blue and white castle and not eat inside of it. You know, that's all I always thought. You know, and a lot of people aren't aren't wild about Cinderella's Royal Table, but with the exception of the of the price, really, I think it's actually kind of a nice place to go get a, a you know, it's not the best food in the world, but it's really cool to eat in the castle and the food is not bad. You know, it's, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Totally. It's expensive. But when are you going to get that opportunity to eat in that castle? They give you a plastic sword. They give you a plastic star on a stick. That's called a wand. A wand. (laughs) It's awesome. You may not have caught on that subtext. I mean, come on. That's worth your, like... Seven hundred dollars right. that That's you pay what, for you know, that buffet. What's seventy five dollars for dinner when you get a wand and a plastic sword? Come on, I mean, plastic come on. sword. Yes. But but you know you're you're eating in the castle. There's all the big banners and the princesses, and you get your photo package for free. <laughs> There you go. I mean, come on. So obviously the downside here is cost, but the food is not bad and it and it is a fun one-time experience, you know. I mean, it's not something you probably have to do every single time you go to Disney World or whatever, but if, you know, you don't want to miss the opportunity to eat in the castle at least once. Especially if you have kiddos. Yeah, I I think kids will like it. Now, you know, that's cuz they don't have to pay, but you know, there you go. Whatever. Another uh good one is Ohana, which is just one Oh, of, good one. It's a good Wish I'd picked that. Yeah, I, I actually thought you were going to take Ohana because, you know, yeah, well, that's kind of your thing. But I, I think that it, it's one of the better breakfasts to begin with. And, you know, it's a character breakfast and not a buffet. Yeah, and let's clarify, Ohana is just a character breakfast. You don't get characters for dinner. And, and it's also in the Polynesian, which I failed to mention as well. That's true, which we love that resort. But the uh, 
royal table is a character meal all three meals of the day so you can take your choice there but that's Ohana a good point. is just a character breakfast but it's cool you know you got you got mickey mouse there and you don't get mickey mouse at a whole lot of character breakfasts so please do not stand in lines waiting for a, an autograph from mickey mouse if you can just go to breakfast and pay 75 dollars for it <laughs> that's right who wants to stand in line when you can just drop a big load of cash instead that's but right. ohana means family and so the food there is served family style and i, I think oh, it's look, pretty at that. Good. look at that connection like, i know i was just i've, wow. been, waiting. I've been waiting to say that i did not even expect <laughs> but go. it's true and you get mickey waffles you get some great fruit um it's and you get to go to the Polynesian, which is a cool resort to visit. Your kids get to dance. They do the hula. They do all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so your kids can get up and burn off some energy when you just get to sit in your seat and chill out. Not because you're lazy. Not because you're lazy. but just because you don't like to You move. have a long Disney day ahead of you. That's right. And you need to relax a little bit. Maybe a mimosa, you know. So I'm going to bring up, I'm going to just jump in, even though it's supposed to be your turn, but I'm going to bring up another one because I just, I actually tried this for the first time recently and I really enjoyed it, which was uh, Garden Grill in yes. the land in Epcot. Oh, isn't that a great, you meal? know, I was pleasantly, I, I kind of, it had a lot of the same appeal um, as Liberty Tree Tavern dinner food wise. And it's yeah. really a cool setting. And I, I yep. you know, I just don't really have anything bad to say about it. I had a, I had a pretty good time. I will actually, I do have one thing bad to say about it, which is you want to sit at the bottom, not the top. But you, know, you want to sit at the bottom. There's, That's there's right. two rows of seating and you don't like normally we're so high maintenance about where we sit that I, we were like, oh, well, we'll just be cool this time. And just, you know, how bad can it be up top? But it's it, at the bottom, you get a cool booth and you're right up next to the view at the top. You have to sit in a, in a table and you don't have nearly as good of a view. So sit it, request a booth and at the bottom. And otherwise, though, I, you know, I was really pleasantly surprised. The food was really good. It was kind of, you know better you know much better food than you expected a character meal a lot of the time and it was it was just a pleasant experience all around i thought yeah and the food what the what they what they actually serve you just a quick fyi is is you get um it is a family service meal everyone gets the same food you get a great salad you get some rolls with some fantastic maple butter which is off the charts good very sweet very good um and you also get a some turkey with with like a with like a stuffing um you get a fish of the day a sustainable fish of the day and you also get uh like a, a beef with mashed potatoes and the dinner or the dessert is a cobbler and brad was talking about a view yes i, I realized this is a 100 really indoor restaurant there are no windows so what's the view aj so what's the view well the great part about this restaurant and why i love it is that it spins it spins around in a circle while you are eating rotating restaurant in your face now, that may not sound so great, but let's be specific. It spins very slowly. That's right. Very slowly. Like, there's not food flying off plates. I get motion sick pretty easily, and even I didn't really have any problem with the rate at which it was spinning. That's right. But what your view is, is you are looking into the sets from the living with the land ride down underneath the restaurant. So you get to go through the different sets Um of that particular ride, like the prairie and the desert and the rainforest. It's really kind of fun. Because sometimes uh, you're like, this meal is good, but I really wish that there was a swarm of locusts going by outside. Right. And then boom, I was thinking that exactly. exactly. I was thinking that exactly. Plus, you got you got Mickey in his farmer clothes, which is awesome. You can't see Mickey in his farmer clothes anywhere else. They are good outfits there. It's, yeah. It's, yeah like, you got Chippendale, Pluto. I think it's, it's I think it's it's vying with Tusker House for best costumes for best the characters. Outfits. While they're, uh, Ooh, what about Kate May? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Kate May. I, I I'm a Tusker House and, and Garden Grill. Swimming guy. costumes. All right. Moving on. Um Akershoes in Norway, which is not fully 
Jack, your shoes. It, which is not, <laughs> well, all right. It's not fully buffet, or it's not fully not buffet, um, the, but the majority of your meal, the bulk of your meal is the food that they bring you family style. There's, there is a buffet that you go up to, but it's, and it's got, you know, in recommending it, it also has a lot of interesting stuff up on the buffet. And, you know, so it's a little buffet, but mainly, it's mainly family style. So I think that's another honorable mention. Bradley is talking about breakfast here specifically. Acroshoes is actually a princess meal for all of your meals of the day. Breakfast is sort of family style. Plus you do have a little little, um, buffet with like cold fish and stuff. And like bagels, I think. And lingonberry muffins. Yeah, those are great. Lingonberry muffins. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. I love those. Um, And then lunch and dinner are actually, you order from a menu. You order an entree from a menu, but you also have a little buffet to choose from as well. So... So that's, that's our that's quick. a great that's a great pick if you need either if you want to get into Epcot before it opens and go to a go to a meal or if you need a princess meal can't get into Cinderella's royal table Acker's Juice has some really good food um, definitely worth a try yeah more interesting than most of the stuff that you're going to get on most character meals or, yeah. or heck most Disney meals in general it's a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff there like cold fish like cold fish um, so that's Disney World. Now let's move on over to Disneyland. What do you got for me in Disneyland, AJ? Okay, so I do. I got one in Disneyland for you. <laughs> I've got two in Disneyland. The first one is Storytellers Cafe, which you've heard us talk about on the podcast before, and it is over in the Grand Californian Resort. And it's uh, awesome. It is awesome. Now the only the only uh, character meal you have here is breakfast, but it is a buffet. And a menu. You can choose to order from the menu instead of the buffet. And if you don't want a buffet, that there's an alternative available. Additionally, you still get the characters. They don't deny you the characters just because you don't go up to the buffet. That's true. That's an added benefit to a family style or table service or, or, or menu character meal is that you're never at the buffet when the characters come to your That's table. That's a great point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, and what's your second one in Disneyland? Second one in Disneyland is Ariel's Grotto. Now, interestingly that you bring that up, because when I went to Ariel's Grotto, I was kind of, it was fine. It wasn't bad, but I wasn't really blown away. But I've actually heard a lot of people who thought it was, who thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard, you know, I've never heard anybody who hated it, but I, you know, I, I think a lot of people liked it even better than I did. And I just thought it was, I thought it was not bad and it was, you know, fairly chill. Yeah, you know, nice it was. Place to get, nice place to get a meal. It's a chill place. You're kind of eating in a basement, which is a little weird, but, um, you know, they, whatever. They've got like... But you still get to see the water. You get to see the water. It's seafood themed. Princesses are there. Um, by the way, little another extra little piece of news. Starting uh, June 14th, the princesses will be at dinner at Ariel's Grotto as well as breakfast and lunch. So world of color dining package out, princesses in for dinner and just Grotto. in case, because we didn't mention it, Ariel's Grotto is located in Disney's California Adventure. All right. So I think that is pretty much, I'm sure there's some other ones, but those are the, the ones that uh, come to mind of, of character meals that are not buffets. Yeah, those are, I mean, those are fantastic restaurants. I actually, I like all of those. Which if you had to pick one at each, I mean, I pick Storytellers, obviously, in Disneyland because Storytellers is just good all around. I right? like Storytellers too in Disneyland. I would pick that. And what about for... Disney World. Again, I always have to recommend Cinderella's because if you've never been to Disney World and never eaten the castle, you got to do that. But if you've already eaten there, I'm going to go with Ohana or Garden Grove. I love Garden. I'm, I'm, I think it's probably because I just haven't had it that many times before. But I really, I, you know, that now that it's a new experience, but I really enjoyed Garden Grill. I'm, I'm giving it two thumbs up. Two Brad thumbs up. Which is like four normal thumbs. <laughs> All right, then. So that is our coverage of (laughs) non-buffet character meals. After this, we will be taking some listener questions. Hope you liked that coverage. (laughs) 
<laughs> Head in. Don't do a buffet. Do a non-buffet character meal. So now we're going to do a few listener questions. Are you ready for some listener questions, AJ? Yes, sir. All right. Our first question comes from Hetty, who would like to know, adults-only parties at character breakfasts. Yes, no, maybe. What do you say? Well, given that I run WDW for grownups, as you might expect, I say, heck yes, do whatever you want. That's right. Do whatever you want. I agree. <laughs> and don't don't feel self-conscious or anything like that. There's no there's no real downside. There's really nobody who who's hurt by you having your your character party, you know, your Nobody your, cares that you're there. Yep. Like they're happy you're there and I always I sometimes feel a little self-conscious when I when I go without kids to a character meal, but just bring a couple of questions to ask them. Um Sometimes that makes it a little bit more comfortable if you ask them a question about their character. I don't ever feel uncomfortable at all. I say, hey, Mickey, can I take a picture? Thanks. And that's pretty much it. But if you, if <laughs> they you do feel uncomfortable. some pretty funny stuff, though. If you were to ask a face character a question about their story, they can say some pretty funny things. So, you, you know, just a, just, a, just a little tidbit there for those of you who aren't like Brad and maybe do feel a little self-conscious once in a while. There you go. So basically, I think we both agree unequivocal yes. Yes. Go, go to character breakfast. It's fun. So our next question is one that I hear a lot. Um, I've gotten from several places. And in fact, on the, on the we see it frequently on the WDW for Grown Ups forums. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out, out there about this one. So I'm going to ask it once. And you give me an answer for once and for all here, AJ. Can you trade two counter service credits for one table service credit? Well, I don't like to give an answer for once and for all because Disney could change it tomorrow. All right, for once. Okay, for once, <laughs> the answer is no. You cannot trade two counter service or quick service credits for a table service credit. May, who knows? Maybe tomorrow you go and a cast member says sure, but don't plan on it. And I think somebody spreads this misinformation because I hear this all the time that you can do this. And I've, I, to the best of my knowledge, it, it's not exactly common. And if you did get away with it, it was just because you had a nice cast member who did it for you. Yeah, and probably got in trouble later. That's right. You got them fired. Way to go. Way to go. All right. So our final question is from Doug. And Doug actually asked several good questions, but we're just going to take part of it for this episode, which is, where can you get a good view of illuminations at Epcot? And can you book a reservation with reserved seating for one of those views? Okay, I'll take part one. All right. Okay. Where can you get a good view of illuminations at Epcot? Now, illuminations is the fireworks spectacular that happens every night in Epcot. And uh, the best places to get a good view are Rose and Crown Restaurant, there is a patio on the side of the restaurant and the front of the restaurant. You want a front patio table, not a side patio table. And uh, those are very hard to get. And the other place to get a, a really nice view is La Hacienda de San Angel or Angel, depending on how you want to say that. And it is over in Mexico. It's right on the water. Big, giant windows. It's a really cool place to see illuminations. From. Yeah. Good good view from just about every seat in the house. But ask for a window table if you if you really want a stunning view. So those are good ones. Um, marginal views can be had also at Bistro de Paris, Bistro de Paris, whatever you want to say. That, um, that spot in France, you can ask for a window table. Um, and if you're one of the lucky recipients of a window table, you can get a pretty decent view. Also over at Tokyo Dining in Japan, there's big, huge wall of plate glass windows that you can see illuminations from, but folks are allowed to stand on the balcony out in front. So there may be people blocking your view. Now, those are all table service places, which is what I assume Doug was asking about. There's also some counter service spots, but we'll just stick with table service for today. 
And as far as booking a reservation there, no. You cannot book a, a reservation in advance. I mean, you can get a reservation for the restaurant, but you can't get a reservation with reserved seating for that. And if you do want to get seating for that, usually you're going to have to show up quite early, sit there for quite a wait for quite a long time, and and still be you know running your risk of not getting in there because basically those are those are highly sought after places to sit, and and some people are willing to sit there all night to get them. So I, I you know. If you're going to try and get it, it's probably going to eat up a lot of your night to try and, yeah, to try it's and just, do it. Yeah, it's kind of stressful. I, I don't I don't eat those places for dinner anymore because it's scary because people will fight you for those tables. And it's, yeah, so it's it's. She's tough. talking about me. I it, fought her one time. It, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it's not true. It's tough to get those reservations, though. So, you know, bring bring your... Bring your fisticuffs. Now, they do have Illuminations desserts parties for various events, but and if you happen to be able to get one of those, then I don't know, you know, I don't know how you get in there, then, but if you happen to get into one of those, cool. And if you can't get into one of those, last year there was this really cool event called the Snack Attack run by the Disney Food Blog, and that was a cool place to get to see Illuminations. Yeah, that was awesome. And that you was got so to eat awesome. school bread and, and Butterfinger cupcakes while you, you were there. You did get to eat all of your favorite snacks while you were watching Illuminations. You just don't, that doesn't happen anywhere else. That was That's awesome. Right. We're going to do that again this year so stay tuned for information about that great so so those are our listener questions thanks everybody if you have other questions that you would like to send in be sure and send your questions to uh, podcast at disneyfoodblog.com with podcast in the title of the email we really appreciate all the great questions we're getting from everybody so please keep sending them yep thanks a lot guys now it's time for the DFB Podcast Trivia Section. So, AJ, what was our question from last week? The question from last week was, where can you dine in an authentic Airstream trailer? And the answer was? The answer was one of my favorite restaurants in Disney World, Restaurantosaurus in Dino Land in Animal Kingdom. You, there's actually a big old Airstream trailer attached to the restaurant. You can actually go sit in it and that, that, that can be where you eat your food. And unlike many other awesome places to sit, that one is actually moderately easy to get because most of the people sit over at the other side of the restaurant. And a lot of times that section of the restaurant is, is completely deserted and, and I've gotten to manage to sit there even when it was relatively busy. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. So our winner of the DFB Trivia Contest um, on episode two is Russ S. And Russ, we will be sending you an email to pick up your, uh, your free DFB guide. Awesome. Yeah. So what is today's question, AJ? I don't remember. Today? Well, then, I'll take this one. <laughs> today's question is... It's not on here. Oh. Today's question is, what added feature makes many of Disneyland's popcorn carts so different from Disney World's popcorn carts? And by different, she means superior. This, Those, is, a, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. All the Disneyland people will know. I will, gonna, yeah, the Disneyland people will definitely know. But I will tell you, if you if you look on Disney Food Blog, the answer is there. You just and have cool. I'm really jealous that we don't have them in Disney World. I'm jealous that we don't too because they're very cool. They're very classic. I mean, they are awesome. So, what thing about the Disneyland popcorn carts? And it's not all of them. It's just some of them. But what thing about many of the Disneyland popcorn carts? Makes them just plain better than the Disney makes World. Makes them pop- super wicked cool. Popcorn cards. <laughs> That's a trivia question. So be sure and send your answers to d- trivia at disneyfoodblog.com. And be sure and include trivia in the title of the email. Yes. And you could win a 
um, free DFB guide, any, any one of our books that you want, you can get for free. So if there's one you haven't purchased yet, you can get it. Awesome. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of another DFB podcast. We want to really thank everybody for listening in. We especially appreciate everyone who leaves a comment for us over at dfbpodcast.com or rates and reviews us over on iTunes. Yeah, and if you like this podcast, please share it with your other Disney-loving friends. Or even your non-Disney-loving friends. Make them listen. Make them listen. Put it on in the car. You'll make them love Disney whether they like it or not. That's right, and Disney food especially. So be sure and subscribe on either the dfbpodcast.com or iTunes. And for Brad Johnson from WDW for Grown Ups and AJ Wolf from the Disney Food Blog, here we are going to sign off. And we really want to thank you again for listening. We will see you on episode four. 